Welcome to Inside the Axle podcast. It's been a little while since we've had a podcast, but this will be the first in a series of podcasts relating to the roller system to be introduced in artistic skating. World Skate has introduced the system. It's being introduced worldwide from 2019, and so everyone is starting to get up to speed now and understand what it involves for skaters, coaches and officials. Shona has been heavily involved in the implementation here in Australia and also her background as a skater and coach and now official is a unique position to understand what may be involved for the 2019 skating year with the introduction of Roll Up. So I sat down with her recently and had a chat about what we have to look forward to. Okay, Shona, so we're here on this beautiful, sunny Melbourne day where it's sweltering outside. Soon you'll be heading off to Orlando for a couple of weeks. Does it go a couple of weeks? The seminar goes for four days. Yep. And then the America's Cup competition goes for another four days. I'll be away for 12 days. It's all packed in. All packed in. So with the the release now of Roll Art, you think that will be a real eye-opening experience for a lot of people because it becomes fairly full on then. That, that really is going to be, it's here and it's happening and we have to embrace it and move forward. Yes, I think uh, it will be an eye-opening experience for some. I think the world in general has been preparing for this for a number of years but some more than others, some areas of the world more than others, and some have embraced it more than others. But now that we're going to be dealing with it direct uh, and that it is going to be the system used in 2019, that I think, yes, certainly will be an eye-opener for some people and a big change. Uh, It's really pleasing, though, to see so many athletes and so many coaches and officials throughout Australia and all over the world that have embraced it and are learning all about it and adapting so well to the changes. Because there's been a lot of work done by officials, obviously, up until this point, because they had to prepare, or I guess the coaches and athletes have been more focused on the here and the now, like they've been working under the the white system for up until, you know, now, pretty much. So I suppose for officials, yep, they've, they've started to get their head around it, but for coaches and athletes, this will be the first reasonable size competition, at least, where it's here we are and let's see how it goes type of thing. Yeah, you're, you're right. I think if if you were lucky enough to be able to attend one of the competitions that they've trialled it at, you may have had some experience already. But if you haven't, then yes, this will be your first opportunity and it will, make, it will be very different. <laughs> How has the process been going here? So we're starting to, in, in Australia, we're starting to work towards um, implementing the rollout system. Obviously, most states' competition schedules begin in I guess February sort of time so it's a bit of a uh, bit of a ramp up and a bit of an education process to get everyone ready for that yes it's huge and uh, we're on a obviously a very tight timeline and there are many people from different groups all over Australia that are working together to uh, make sure that Australia is in the best position that we can be going into the start of 2019 and implementing the use of rollout at our first leagues of the 2019 year, which I think are in February. Uh, so the obviously the chaos group working very hard to train officials 
and also to prepare um, competition managers who were ex-calculators and data operators and the people that have got to work with the system. Uh, and then also we've got a technology group that is working to make sure that we have the best possible um, equipment that is the correct equipment that we need to run the system smoothly. So this pretty much affects everyone, like right down to the lower levels. At what point is the implementation of the system? So if I'm a tiny tight free skater, for example, a primary free skater, will I see a change or is that does it implement later in the in the system? No, I think you're going to see a change across all levels, even though some of them may still be judged using the white system. I think that coaches and skaters are preparing themselves for the future. And officials are already thinking in this way. Yep. So even though they might be still judging with the white system, they're still going to be looking at those four components in the BMARC. Uh, and they're still going to be taking into consideration the quality of the technical elements. So whether we're using white system or whether you're using roll art, the philosophy behind the judging is the same. And yep. I'm pretty sure that most of the coaches and the skaters I've already seen already, even in elementary grades, are preparing routines and preparing skaters for the future in the way that they're going to be judged. So in, in free skating, even at the, the younger level, just to keep it simple, if they're doing single jumps, the tech specialist then makes a call on those jumps? Yes, that's correct. So for example, if the skater does an axle, the technique specialist will call what they see put on the floor. So they'll call the axle. If they're, it's under rotated, that means um, anywhere between, anywhere less than a quarter under rotated, then the technical specialist will call axle under rotated and then that affects then the base value of the jump. So the axle has a base value and then an under rotation reduces that base value. Yeah. And then the judges will put their koi on that. Right. So if the koi is also then negative, it will reduce that value even more. And if you're under rotating a jump, Probably it it's is most more likely, likely to be a negative. negative. Yeah. Yeah, okay. unless there are enough positives to outweigh. Sure. The yeah. Negative. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, that makes sense. And it's the same with spins. So uh, a spin for a solo spin has to be three revolutions in the correct position. If it's not, then we'll call no spin. If it is three revolutions in the correct position, then we will call the spin, for example, sit spin. Yeah. Or whatever that they do. Uh, and for a combination spin, it's twice two revolutions in the correct position to okay. be called. So if, if you call no spin, then there's no, no value. value, no koi, no, no points, anything. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it becomes very important then to complete elements properly, do the three rotations, all those sorts of things. In the same way as in a dance event, it's important that you skate rockers as rockers and brackets as brackets and, and get those elements correct so that you actually do receive a level or a competency. Yeah, so in dance it, the call is dependent on a level and the correct amount of turns for example that they do in the sequence then we give it a level and we'll call the level but if they don't meet the minimum requirement then it gets a no level which is like getting a no jump or a no spin and it has no value um, from the technical panel and it'll also get no call given to it so no, no value at all. Sure. So it's very important to yeah. make sure that the elements are a good enough quality that they're getting a call of some level yeah, so to build your score. You really are, want to be doing things well 
and have maybe even a lesser technical level that is completed well and done properly because if you take a risk on something that you might do or you might not, there's a chance you're going to get no credit for that whatsoever. That's correct. It's important, I think, for the coaches when they're designing the routines to make sure that they've looked at the PDF that's available, the spreadsheet that's available um, from WorldScape with all the values on it because it gives all the base values and it also tells you what the base value, how it will increase if the level increases or how it might decrease if it's um, if, if the jump or spin for, or the jump, for example, is under-rotated or half-rotated. So it's important for coaches when they're designing the routines to weigh up whether it's worth the risk of doing something, as you said, that's more difficult and worth more value, but if it's done poorly, that they'd risk yeah. losing marks. So over something that they can do well that's simpler but will get marks. And is it guaranteed? I mean, I think just looking at that, the risk of getting nothing would be the the fear factor if you you do actually end up to the point where there's no value right. in, in any discipline. Yes. I guess. And then additional to that, obviously then the judges are also marking the elements of the program around the quality. The composition and quality, yeah. Yeah, the quality. Uh, they're giving a, a quality, uh, a QOE, or COI, as we say, uh, which is the quality of the element. So based on the quality that it's done, we will give a COI between negative three, if it's done very poorly, through to a positive three, if it's done very well with features, it can increase the, the COI. And then additional to that, the judges also look at the program Elements is going. Yeah, so then on top of that, the judges also give four marks uh, out of 10 as a maximum for senior, but then it's capped. So I know that skaters in Australia probably become familiar with capped throughout 2018, but a cap is just a higher score that we're allowed to give. It doesn't change the scale in any way. The scale is still out of 10, but for a cadet, for example, the cap is seven. So the highest mark we can give in any one component for a cadet skater is a seven. Okay. For a junior skater, it's a nine. For a senior skater, it's a 10. So we give four component marks, and it's the same four components no matter what the discipline. So if it's free skating, pairs, couples, solo, or precision, the four components are skating skill, transitions, performance, and choreography. So we would give each of those a mark out of 10. They sound reasonably self-explanatory. Like transitions, Yeah. sounds like transitions, skating skill, that makes sense. Choreography? It sounds reasonably simple, but you really need to go and look at the artistic impression document yep. and the breakdown of what the judges are looking for in those each element. Yep. Because there's four or five, well probably yeah, five or six, dot points under each of those elements that we're actually looking at. And then there's a really nice breakdown in the artistic impression document that explains each level. So what does a two look like in skating skill? What does a four look like? What does a six look like? What does an eight look like? Okay. So you can really um, read through it and understand it by looking at that document. The information's all out there, obviously, isn't it? Like all, all the yeah. world skate documentation is available online for yes. everyone to go through. And, and there is a bit to read, like, from a coach or an athlete perspective, like there's a bit to go through as far as what do I need to uh, look at to make sure I'm getting the most out of what I'm trying to do. Yes, and I think it's important to make sure that you thoroughly read 
each document because if you are coaching a cadet skater and you just look at the heading that's got cadet, you're not going to get all the information that you need. You really do need to read the document for the specific discipline. So if it's solo dance, you need to read the solo dance manual. If it's free skating, you need to read the free skating manual. But then on top of that, you need to read the requirements, which is in a separate document. And there's also a document called general, which has all the general rules, which also and it's also got a um, a dictionary of terms. Uh, a glossary. A glossary of terms. <laughs> uh, so all of that, you know, it's important to read multiple documents really, and yep. not just necessarily the little part that you think might be relevant to you and your skater. Uh, and then, of course, if you're doing dance as well, you need to also go to the World Skate Dance Book, which has the patterns and all the key points outlined in, it, in the description of the dances. So along with the preparation that has been going with judges, I know there's also been some seminars helped uh, in many states, and I'm sure there's probably some more to come. Yeah, that's right. So the, over the last 12 months, I think there's been over 13 workshops nationwide run um, by the or coordinated by the Rollout Action Group and then others that were organised by coaches and states as far as bringing in, like Hugo came to Queensland recently and I don't know other things are being organised. But um, within each state, we've um, I know there's been workshops, rollout workshops, I think directed mainly at officials, but coaches and skaters are always welcome to attend. So I know that Queensland had a couple last year. There was some in Victoria. There was one in a um, couple in South Australia and New South Wales and in Perth as well. So And then going into 2019, there's more planned um, training training workshops for officials and um, there's also we have an online training program at the moment that's going on for both officials and technical specialists and uh, that's obviously closed to those people it's not open to everybody but it is um, it is happening in the background uh, and then of course we've got the exciting seminar that's coming up next April in Melbourne where we've got Nicola Jenke who is the chairman of the World Skate Technical Commission and also the creator of Roll Art and he's been travelling all over the world uh, teaching the world about Roll Art and uh, that seminar will be open to coaches, officials and skaters and it will be held following the World Roller Games Selection Trials in Melbourne next April. So the World Roller Games Selection Trials are on the 13th and 14th of April and then the 15th, 16th and 17th of April will be the national, it'll be a national roll art seminar. So a lot of education there to try and get everyone up to speed. You yeah. know, in, I know it's not a short period of time but it is pretty quick I guess in a way to get everyone, like there's a lot to pick up and a lot to learn. Yeah, that's and... right. But the opportunities are there yeah. and, and they've been there. I mean, think back to nearly two years ago now, we had Susan travel to nearly every state in Australia yeah. um, teaching us about the components and that was nearly two years ago now. And in that two years, uh, we've continued that education and provided opportunities all around Australia. It does feel like it's uh, coming on really quickly. Uh, so there does feel like there's a bit of pressure there to really sort of move things along. And with the, the trip in Orlando, there's a lot to be learnt there, so that, that's a good opportunity for, for everyone who's going, and there's a reasonable contingent of people going. It's actually really exciting for Australia because we have a huge number of skaters, coaches and officials going to Orlando, and I know that they'll be able to come back and they'll be 
full of knowledge and enthusiasm and hopefully then they'll be able to share that back in their own states uh, and disseminate all that, that knowledge and share their information and, um, and that'll be really positive really positive for Australia. And there's a competition, so that's both a seminar there and then a competition as well? Yeah. So that'll really, like, sort of in a, in a sense, I guess, it'll be the theoretical at one part and yes. then straight up, here's the practical, like, implementation of what we've just been talking about, you know, with this system and here it is actually in action and what works and what doesn't, how does it, uh, how does it sort of come together? So they'll be able to go straight from the seminar. And at the seminar this year, they're catering for everybody. They've got the World uh, Coaches School, the Coaching Academy, which is the first time that that's being held. And that's designed to train coaches to come back to be able to then train coaches in their own country. Uh, so we've got a number of Australians going over, Australian coaches going over to be part of that. And then uh, there's also on-skate lessons for skaters in the rink um, with some of the top coaches in the world. Uh, teaching those lessons and then of course the, in the workshop rooms in the seminar there is all the theory um, work for the judges as, as well and the technical specialists uh, so then they're going to go then obviously from that seminar into the America's Cup and skate using the roll-up scoring system and then they'll get some really good feedback uh, nice and early in the year which is great to then come back and work on so I think and that's probably really important the fact that you, you walk out of the theory of this is what we want to achieve or this is what you need to do, then you get the opportunity straight away to go, okay, here it is yeah. and see how it works. That's right. And the officials that will be at that event are roll art trained officials. So the officials have been preparing for this. Uh, at a, when I say official, I'm talking about now, I'm talking about the um, World Skate accredited international judges and technical specialists have been working towards this for a couple of years. They've been using Roll Art. Uh, it's been run parallel at many of the big competitions in the past two years, including last year's America's Cup, German Cup, uh, World Championship, Italian Championships. So a lot of those officials will have had experience with the system, quite experience with the system. So they'll um, be able to get the skaters and coaches will be able to get some really good feedback when they look at those PDFs. So overall, while I think it obviously is a big undertaking, it sounds like it's moving in the right direction. People are starting to get educated. Certainly, the, some of the upcoming events will will make that even better. But it's on track to be as smooth as implementation as possible. Would that be a sort of reasonable expectation? Yeah, I think many people, as I said, are working really hard to make sure that it is uh, nothing new is or is easy. We all know that, and there's going to be certainly challenges along the way. But we'll deal with them, and uh, I think that. We have a great team of people working together to make sure that this um, is implemented as smoothly as possible. It's really exciting when you see what's happening around the world and it's really exciting to see the programs that are being put on the floor now as well. Um, it's much, much more enjoyable as a viewer to watch roller skating. There are some really great programs coming out on the floor that have great choreography and really nice performance and really nice, clean, good quality skating uh, and that's what the whole um, bigger picture is about and why, why we bought this scoring system in. Uh, it's fairer for the skaters and uh, it, um, it certainly, yes, is aesthetically more pleasing. Okay, so there you have a bit of a wrap from Shona around the new roller judging system.
certainly sounds like it will be an interesting period of time now in the next couple of months with most states commencing their first competitions and I'm sure everyone will start to have a much better understanding once they actually see it in action. In the next few weeks we'll try and follow up this podcast with some perspectives of coaches and skaters and administrators about their views on how the rollout system will be implemented and after the first round of competitions we'll also try and talk to some people about how the system is running and what we might be looking forward to in the future. That's the end of the podcast for today. Please feel free to get in touch inside the axle on Instagram and otherwise thanks for listening.